Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, New York Giant fans? This is Patricia Trana. You are listening to the Locked On Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Welcome to a new week. It is Monday, June 21st, first day of summer. And we've got a special treat for you on today's show. This episode being brought to you in part by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, folks, on today's show, I have a special guest. One guy that I think everybody will remember because he was part of the 2011 Super Bowl championship team which, by the way, is celebrating its 10th anniversary this year. So this fall, there's going to be all kinds of uh, things to commemorate that championship team, the last championship team the Giants had. And joining me on the podcast today is the punter of that team, Steve Weatherford. He's going to talk about his giant memories. He's going to talk about a uh, program that he's running here in New Jersey for a couple of days. It's called CEO of his life and just really a great opportunity for me to go back and catch up with Steve. Always one of my favorite guys to talk with and interview and somebody who, who I consider a friend in addition to, you know, somebody who I work with and just interviewed and got to know during his time here in New Jersey. And, and by the way, Steve just recently welcomed his sixth child. That's right. Child number six, a son, Kingston Kraft with wife, Laura, uh, a 12 pound, three ounce baby boy. Wow. Steve, my friend, always glad to hear from you and congratulations on the birth of Kingston. Yeah. Well, I hope you're not congratulating me about the sixth kid. My wife or any of the ladies that are out here listening to this right now, you guys are the real MVPs. Patty, I'm so excited to be on here with you. Um, but I can't, I can't believe that my, my wife, a, that she had six kids and our last kid, Patty was 12 pounds Mm. and three ounces. He wasn't measured in inches. He was measured in feet. He was two feet long, 24 inches long. And it wasn't a C-section. And my wife walked out of the hospital, not in a wheelchair, walked out of the hospital 23 hours later. Patty, that is unbelievable. And it just happened literally three weeks ago. So I'm still like, like incredibly inspired by my wife. We actually have date night later this evening. So, uh, man, I'm glad you brought that up, Patty. I am, I am the big daddy. I'm the father of that 12 pound kid. <laughs> yes. And I, I'm amazed. You must be married to Wonder Woman there. Wow. Yeah, she is, she is amazing. And I, I mean, I've done some. You know, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, the Super Bowl, the 10-year anniversary coming up here uh, pretty soon to be a part of that team was so amazing. To wear the helmet of the team that I love as a kid growing up is amazing. But my proudest accomplishment is the family that I have and the marriage that I have because both of them require so much work. Um, but, man, the return on that investment is unlike any other investment I've ever made. So love my family. I love the Giants. And, Patty, I have loved uh, – Love being your friend for, man, it's been almost 10 years now. Actually, it's been what? Yeah, about over 10 years, I think. Yeah, probably 11 years. Because if you're, if we're 
coming up on the 10 year anniversary. I met you about a year before we won the Super Bowl. So yeah. happy friends anniversary to us, Patty. Yes, yes, indeed. And as Steve said, we are going to talk a little bit about the upcoming 10 year anniversary of the New York Giants Super Bowl 46. Or as Steve said, well, actually, we can't repeat what you said after that winning kick that Lawrence Tynes made. <laughs> we can't, this is, this, this is not a, you know, this is a G rated show. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. And then Steve is going to uh, tell us a little bit about his latest um, venture that he's in and he's doing a lot of things, but he's got a great program coming up right here in New Jersey. I think he's, he's having a, a two day session. It's called CEO of your life. So we're going to talk about that. We got a lot to cover my friend. Let's kick it off and let's start with the giants you know, that, that Super Bowl team. I mean, sometimes people say that you can just feel when you come into training camp, you can just kind of feel the buzz that something's a little different, that something's special. Did you get that feeling that year? Well, it was the first year that I was on the team, Patty. And I don't know if it was the team, like the guys that were in the locker room that made it have like a really like, special feeling like a traditional championship level um, just culture or it was you know the the management and the coaches and the owner but there was definitely something different because I had been I played three years with the Saints I played uh, a few games with the Chiefs I played a year with the Jags I played two years with the Jets so I had been exposed to some locker rooms of some pretty good teams I mean when I was with the Saints, we went to the NFC Championship game. I mean, we were we were a good team. It was a good locker room. So I'd been in great locker rooms. But there's something special about the New York football giants. There's just a lot of history. Um, I mean, something as as basic as walking in the front door, Patty. It's not every every um, franchise that you walk in and they got, you know, three or four Lombardi trophies just sitting there you know, staring you in the face, greeting you when you walk in. Uh, there's something special about the Giants. So, yeah, I, I definitely noticed something different, but I don't know if it was the culture of the Giants or the men that were in the locker room, but it was different. Now, it's interesting, Steve, because we do, a lot of people don't talk about kickers and punters, but the fact remains that the Giants have had, for the most part, a very solid and stable history of kickers and punters. You can go back to the days of Pete Gogolak. Um, you can go back to the days of, um, you know, our obviously Lawrence Tynes, who you held for and all that stuff. And, and uh, you know, Brad DeLuiso, We I know you and I talked about him a few times. And there are others, obviously, uh, Jeff Fiegels for the punter, Dave Jennings. I mean, when you came into the Giants organization, kind of knowing that history, I mean, is that put pressure on you to say, oh, my gosh, you know, I got to be great like those guys? Um, no, it wasn't pressure. It was just really clear what the expectations were, um, especially with Jeff being uh, the punter that was before me. You know, if you're not talking about uh, Matt mm -hmm. Dodge the season before, but just talking about um, what was the punter that Tom Coughlin really valued and really liked. It was Jeff Fiegels, and Jeff Fiegels was very consistent, and he was a great directional punter. And I knew coming in, I said, I can be consistent, and I can kick directional, so Tom Coughlin's going to like me. I just need to do what I can do. Um, and so there was really no pressure. It was actually really clear because there's sometimes, you know, when you have a coach, uh, a head coach, he doesn't know exactly what he wants out of a punter. You know, do I want a guy that really limits the return yards or a guy that can really flip the field? Um, because there, there are choices that you have out on the market, what kind of guy you want to go get. So 
it was really clear what Tom Coughlin wanted. So it was really, I don't want to say easy, but it was very clear the role that I was supposed to play for the team. Now let's talk a little bit about Tom, who I, I hope and I think he should be in the Hall of Fame when, when you know, the eligibility period is up and he's on the ballot. I would be stunned if he's not in the Hall of Fame. He deserves it. What was he like to play for? You know, we we saw him, you know, we saw one side of him in the media. We saw a guy who initially came in and he was, you know, this rough, tough, you know, can't be bothered with the media. And then he softened up uh, towards the end of, uh, you know, or as he got through his uh, tenure with the Giants. But what was he like to the players? Was he kind of a father figure? Was he a disciplinarian? I mean, how would you best characterize him? Well, he was never really a disciplinarian if you operated the way that he wanted you to operate. But if you weren't operating the way that you were supposed to operate, he had such great leadership inside of the locker room that he was very rarely the guy that would hand down punishment unless a guy got like, you know, a drunk driving or something like that. But if it was a guy was being laid or a guy forgot, you know, to bring uh, his helmet out to the locker or he's you know late to practice or he's falling asleep in meetings, for things like that, we had he had done a good job, such a good job of of getting great leaders in the locker room to really kind of self govern the locker room with petty things like that. I think that's one of the reasons uh, that that we were able to have as much success in 2011 is in the playoffs is what we were able to have is because we had great leadership. Because if you really looked at our roster by comparison to other New York Giant rosters or, or the rosters. Um, in the NFL that year, like we weren't like jumping off of the paper. We were just a really, really good team. We had a great offensive line and we were really solid on defense, really solid on offense. Special teams was solid and our defense really, really knew how to close out games. And I think Eli Manning had like some NFL record for come from behind victories. Like we, we just knew how to finish. Uh, it was a special team, a veteran team that had young guys that, that really showed up really big for us in the playoffs as well. Yeah, I want to talk about Eli in just a second. But first, I've got to ask you, at one point late in the season, the season was kind of on the brink there. And I remember, you know, Antrell Roll kind of spoke up and really kind of lit a fire under everybody's backsides. I mean, what do you remember about that? And just what was the, you know, behind the scenes, what was the response to that? Well, I mean, Antro was a great leader. We had, I mean, OC Human Euro was a, was a great leader. Justin Tuck was a great leader. And all those guys led in different ways. But Antro was very, very vocal. And he was very passionate, very animated. The only other player that I played with that really matched his passion uh, was Bart Scott. Bart Scott loved football and he loved winning. Um, both those guys, incredible teammates and I mean, everybody responded the way that you think we responded. We were playing average football. We started to play above average football, above what our capabilities were because we were all playing together in alignment. And that's really, you know, that's what makes beautiful music is when everybody's playing their instruments the way that they're supposed to be playing them. Giant fans, we are talking with Steve Weatherford, former punter of the New York Giants and a member of the 2011 Super Bowl 46 championship team and uh this fall the giants will be celebrating the 10th anniversary of that amazing amazing team can't wait to see that i know some of the guys are going to be brought back 
And uh, there's going to be some things that uh, Steve will tell you about in just a little bit. So we have plenty more with Steve Weatherford coming up here on the Locked on Giants podcast. But first, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Use our special promo code LOCKEDON to sign up for an account and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on at Bet Online, your sportsbook experts. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked On Giants podcast. Patricia Trainer here with you, and I am joined by my special guest, Steve Weatherford, former punter of the New York Giants. He, of course, was on the 2011 Super Bowl team, and uh, that team is celebrating its 10th anniversary this coming year. And uh, Steve's going to tell us in a little bit about uh, a special uh, celebration that fans might be interested in, in learning about. And he's also going to tell us about uh, his program that he's going to be running later this month, CEO of Your Life. But first, Steve, you mentioned Eli Manning uh, before we took a quick break here. And I'd like to go back to him if I could for a moment. We've got to talk about that performance against San Francisco, a chapter, you know, we were talking about before we started recording about the book that I wrote, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants the Big 50. And I have a chapter devoted to that called Eli in the Mud. Do you, I'm sure that that game just, you know, it stands out in my mind as one of the greatest performances I think I've ever seen Eli deliver as an, as a pro. I mean, what do you remember about that game? Were you just amazed at, at what he kept getting knocked down and everything? Just amazing that game. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm the guy that comes onto the field when the offense isn't able to get a first down. So I got an up, I got a better view than any TV camera of Eli being in the mud because we were literally pulling him up so he could get off of the field so I could figure out where I'm going to try to stand in this mud pit to try to punt the ball. Um, yeah, I remember it vividly. You couldn't even see his number on the back of his jersey. Um, and it wasn't just that he was falling down. He was getting smoked all day long. It was just a really muddy, really nasty, really gritty performance by both teams. But Eli had like an insane ability to perform really, really well in the most difficult of times. And uh, I mean, think about this, Patty. We punted 12 times that game and we won the game. Like, how crazy is that? I don't know what the statistics are of, you know, your chances of winning when you punt the ball 12 times. But we punted the ball 12 times that game, and we won the game. So our defense showed up major. Our special team showed up major. And obviously, the guy that we're talking about right now, Eli Manning, is one of the toughest guys I've ever played with. Yeah, you had a couple of turnovers on special teams in that game, if I'm not mistaken. I know Devin Thomas had a big one, Jaquan Williams. Jaquan. Yeah, Jaquan Williams mm-hmm. is the one that recovered. Mm-hmm. He recovered our punt in overtime, and then the next play, we kicked the field goal to win it in overtime. So, yeah, special teams were a big part of that game, which was like, it was amazing for us because we're used to playing on artificial turf. You know, mm-hmm. um, so coach did a really, really good job. Tom Quinn did a really good job of preparing our uh, our kicker, our punter, our snapper, um, and myself for that game because uh, those were those were tough, tough conditions. And I, 
I mean, just look at the statistics. We we way outperformed their kicker, their punter, and I think their punter was a pro bowler that year. So I had a little feather in my cap at the end of that game going into the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. And then performing in the Super Bowl, Patty, I mean, it was so much easier to to punt the ball and kick the ball and catch the ball and throw the ball in the dome where it's 72. There's no wind after coming out of uh, Candlestick Park where the field was a – it was a cow pasture. It was so muddy. There were sideways uh, – like it was like – fleet you know it wasn't it wasn't ice but it wasn't water and it was so wet it was so freaking cold it was miserable but we went out there and we executed tough new york giants football and we got out of there with the w man and nobody thought we were going to win that game you know yeah now listen we have to talk about lawrence's kick because lawrence kind of told me a little story and maybe you can fill in some of the gaps here about the i think on on his game winner i believe it was there was a penalty called do i have that correct i think there was yeah, a penalty called that's right. and and he said that had that penalty not been called that kick probably would have been blocked do you remember that? And do you also remember, you know, with the penalty? I, I forget who the penalty was on, but I think it moved you guys back five yards and gave Lawrence a better spot. Do you remember that? Yeah, it would have been a 33-yarder. I don't remember what the penalty was about, I, but I don't remember us really caring about it because it actually moved us back to an area of the field that actually had, like, an area of grass that was still good. And so, yeah, I remember that being a blessing for sure. Yeah, Lawrence Lawrence was was extremely thankful for that. I remember because he said he he remembered that he would have had a kick in a little pile of mud and he was like, "Oh my god, how am I going to pull this off?" But, you know, you talk about a guy who had ice in his veins, ice water in his veins. Yeah. Lawrence Tynes, man. I think we can both agree yeah. on that. Steve, real quick, let's talk about the Super Bowl because that week, you know, always no matter what team you are, that's a magical week. What do you? What are some of your behind-the-scenes fondest memories of you know where you guys bonded together or did something special, or you just kind of knew that okay, we got this. Um, it felt like high school again, Patty, because we would we would get dressed and then we would take buses to I think it was the University of Indianapolis where we practiced, and we didn't do that. We didn't even do that in college. We definitely didn't do that in the pros. We wouldn't get dressed somewhere and then get on a bus to go to practice. And so it was kind of funny to us that we're about to play in the biggest game ever with like 120 million people watching and like millions and millions and millions of dollars being generated. And we're riding on buses to like this, you know, tiny little exercise facility. But it was just that was like my, my favorite memories. And it's crazy. I look back on my like 10 year NFL career and the things that I miss the most are like training camp or like the cold tub sessions after practice, you know, like all the things that were honestly like painful, but there, I think there's, there's something special about men and collective suffering, you know, for anybody that's like listening to this podcast, you know, like, if you played on a team or you were in the military or been a part of a club that have done something hard together, it's that collective suffering that really like bonds you for life. And so those are the things that I miss the most, like playing in the game and everything was awesome. And yeah, it was about your teammates and it was about winning and it was about uh, the honor of the New York Giants, but you're really like, you're a professional. So you're so focused on your own job 
you really don't take your concentration off of what your role is until the game is over. So you're definitely not trying to like record memories, you know? And I think I can speak for most professional athletes when I say that everybody's so focused on their role. And then the making of the memories is, is usually happens like during the grind. So um, I know that was a really long answer to like, what were my fondest memories? But it was like doing the stuff that sucked with guys that I love. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. And, you know, for you, especially that Super Bowl was played in your home state of Indiana. I think you were born there. And so that must have been special for you. I mean, yeah, I, I was playing a game like, I think, 67 miles from where I went to high school. So wow. I knew I knew it was it was really special to be able to play in that game, especially against somebody like Tom Brady. I mm. mean, even at even in 2012, like people were calling him the GOAT. You know, yeah. now you look at all these years later, we're about to, we're, everybody on the team is about to fly back to, to be honored at the 10 year reunion, the first home game. I mean, you think about that, Tom Brady's still playing, dude, and we beat him. I mean, that just makes it so much cooler. Um, you know, when, when I tell my grandkids about my NFL career, that will be one of the highlights is, you know, we defeated Goliath. And, and it's just really cool because every time the, the New York Giants meet them, we've got their number. So that's pretty cool. Now, Steve, before we get to um, your latest business venture and what you got coming up, you mentioned just real quick before that everybody's flying in for that 10th anniversary reunion. I th- you said that was for the, for opening opening night, I think it was. Is that? Uh, yeah. I, okay. I believe they're flying everybody back like on like a Friday. Um, mm-hmm. I think we're all going to get together and have like a dinner and, and probably some type of event the night before. And then uh, we'll all come out probably before the game or first quarter or something like that for 30 seconds and wave at the crowd. They'll probably do something like that. I'm assuming. I don't know. Right. Well, it sounds similar to what they did with the uh, the 25th anniversary. Or not the, was it the 25th anniversary? No, the 10th anniversary when they did the uh, the 2017. That's about similar to what they did. They had a three day type of weekend, and it was just a blast. It was like a like a big high school reunion for lack of a for yeah, lack of a I can't description. Wait to see the guys. I'm excited to see the fans and everything, but I can't say wait to see my teammates, man. I haven't seen mm-hmm. some of those guys since we played because some of those guys you know, left the team or retired after that. And I haven't seen them since, you know? Right. Oh, it's going to be fun, you know, because then you can go and you can compare notes and what what everybody's doing. I'm sure I'll get to see you too, Patty, huh? Well, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to let us in, but, you know, certainly when you're in town, you know, you you know where to get me. I'm sure they'll do. I'm sure they'll have like media time and stuff like that. I hope so. I mean, it would be nice catching up with all you guys, you know? I want to get a picture with me, you, uh, me, you, Zach and Lawrence. Oh, that would be awesome. I would you, love you that. Always, you always wrote nice stuff about us, Patty. I, I loved you guys. That. You know that. You yeah, well, I appreciate it. And, and it's plus cool because I can look back at some of the articles that you write, mm-hmm. and, and my kids get to read those. So thanks oh. for writing nice things about me. Well, no, well, listen, I, I write the truth, you know, I, I don't sugarcoat anything, you know that. And and for me personally, just if I can just interject before we turn to CEO of your life here, as some of my listeners probably know, I was going through cancer treatments in 2011. That was a really difficult year for me personally um, and professionally because I never felt like I did my best work and I tried, you know, but just the treatments really, really 
affected me to where, you know, I didn't have the energy. I didn't, I, you know, sometimes I had brain fog and plus, you know, I had lost my hair and I just, I, I, my, my confidence took such a beating. And just, I want to tell the story real quick, Steve, because thanks to you, I remember the first time you and I sat down for an interview and I was nervous as heck because I knew you were this fitness buff and you were this, this energetic guy. And I thought, oh my God, this guy's going to hate my guts. And you and I, we hit it off. I remember sitting at your locker on the stool. You pulled up a stool and told me to sit down. And I remember we had the nicest conversation. I mean, I didn't want it to end. And it was just, that was the start of a friendship that, you know, has, has lasted as long as it has. And I'm so blessed to have had that opportunity because everybody, not just yourself, but everybody on the team, once they found out about what I was going through, they, they could not have been nicer to me, more helpful, um, the allowances that were made. And this just speaks to the class of the Giants organization because they could have just easily said, okay, you know what, you're sick, go stay home or, you know, the hell with you. And they didn't do that. Yeah, thank you. That that blesses me. I, I appreciate that. I feel like you would have done the same thing for me. So of course. I'm glad that God, that God placed me in your life in that particular year and that particular time to be an encourager to you because uh, it was inspiring to see you show up every single day. And I mean, when somebody's going through it, you know, like really going through it, you can see it on their face. Mm. You know, mm -hmm. you can see when they're pressing. So I could see that you were pressing. All the guys could see that you were pressing. And I think that's why you kind of became almost kind of like a mascot to us inside of that <laughs> locker room, you know? Seriously. Uh, I mean, when you can tell somebody's going through it, not only do you want to extend, like, kindness to them, but you want to root for them. You know what I mean? And that's, mm. like, that's, re that's really what a mascot is. It's something that everybody wants to cheer on to do great. Um, and so you became kind of a mascot for us because you were going through like what seemed like an unsurmountable battle and something that honestly takes a lot of people out. So thank you for sharing that story. That fills my cup. Well, thank you and your teammates for being so kind to me during my, uh, my illness. I appreciate it. All right, Giant fans, we have so much more with Steve Weatherford, former punter of the New York Giants Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl 46. Really excited to have him on the program. And as everybody knows, Steve is into fitness. He's into uh, eating right. And speaking of eating right, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar has nine amazing flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor. You can eat a Built Bar and not have any of the guilt. It's like eating a candy bar except... Most of their bars are around 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and about 17 or so grams of protein. Indulging on a low-carb, low-sugar treat never tasted so good. And right now, when you order at BuiltBar.com, you can save 15% when you use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Giant fans, we have much more content coming up here on the Locked on Giants podcast. But first, let me take a moment to tell you about rockauto.com, a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. rockauto.com offers an extensive selection of auto and body parts for dozens of auto manufacturers, makes, and models all at competitive prices. Get what you need for your car or truck delivered straight to your door from rockauto.com's extensive and easily searchable catalog. And be sure to write in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. 
rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. All right, Giant fans, you are listening to Locked On Giants with Patricia Trana and special guest Steve Weatherford. He is the former New York Giants punter, was part of the 2011 Super Bowl championship team, and he's got a special event coming up here in the state of New Jersey for those of you who live in the area. And Steve, let's talk about it. It's CEO of your life. It sounds exciting. Tell everybody what they can uh, expect if they attend this two-day event. Well, I I feel like I should have you as one of my guest speakers about overcoming <laughs> adversity. My my goodness, and the way and the way that you downplay it. Well, everybody has their adversity. No, Patty, not everybody gets cancer. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to pause before we talk about my event, and I want you to receive that. Not everybody gets cancer. Not everybody beats cancer. Like, I feel like from this day forward, I want you to stop minimizing like that triumph. Because there's a lot of people that that just it gobbles them up, and they can't they can't beat it mentally or physically or spiritually. So stop minimizing that because that is the one of the coolest things that you could ever accomplish is beating something like that. So I love you, um, and I'm proud of you, and you inspire me. Thank you. That's very kind. Um, now now I'll talk to you about my my event. I'm so excited to get back to New Jersey. I haven't been able to travel there in over a year. You know wow. what I mean? Because of this freaking pandemic. And, yeah. and I was there for, for eight years. I played there for, or I lived there for eight years. I was there for two years with the Jets and then almost five with the Giants. And then I stayed another year to do some media. So like that was, that's almost like at one point, that was a third of my life that I had spent in New Jersey. So my point is I'm really excited to get back there. My business partner and I have rented out uh, the event space at the hotel that I stayed at when I was with the Giants during training camp and the night before games. It's the Hilton Meadowlands. Um, it's going to be on June 28th and 29th, and it's for entrepreneurs. It's for people who are an entrepreneur now or people who have a book or a podcast or a dream or a product service idea that they don't know how to take it to market. Meaning I don't know how to go from this amazing idea that I have to building a website and launching a uh, launching a company. Um, so the reason we call it the CEO of your life is, is we have my business partner and myself coming in and we take you through several different exercises that will help you to build your business or if you have a business that is built like the one that I have right now, then we'll teach you how to lead generation, how to run Facebook ads, how to get into YouTube, how to build your email list, um, and teach you how to scale your company. So I'm excited to get back and, uh, and work with fathers, work with mothers, work with entrepreneurs, work with people that are in New Jersey. And, um, and right now we have, um, we had 150 tickets and we've got less than 50 tickets right now. So I wanted to make sure that I mentioned that. And if anybody is interested in coming to that event, they can text me. My number is 949-763-5934 and text me the word CEO. And I'll send you the information for the event and uh, and let you know if we still have tickets left. But I'm excited to get back and uh, and be around people again, Patty. Yeah, I know. I mean, I was out riding around doing errands before we got on the phone today. And I was just amazed at some of the things that I didn't know were going on around my town with new construction, stores that had closed, new stores that had opened, that sort of thing. So, yeah, it has been a while. And, you know, the world is changing. 
And, you know, speaking of change, it sounds like the CEO of your life, that program is going to really help people change, you know, how they go about doing their business, you know, getting their products out there, getting the word out there. And it sounds exciting. Man, I sure appreciate you letting me come on here and tell some stories about the Giants and share with everybody uh, what I'm working with right now. But um, I would say at the end of the day, if anybody's listening to this and they are an entrepreneur, they want to be an entrepreneur. We're not just going to be at this event talking about business. We're going to work on the five power pillars of what really matters most in life. And for me, when I was an athlete, Patty, when I showed up to training camp, Tom Coughlin handed me a training or handed me a playbook and he handed every player a playbook. And our assignment was to learn that playbook. And the expectation was you learn that playbook and you'll give us a chance to be a champion. And so during this two day, um, entrepreneurial summit that we're putting together, we're going to have a pamphlet that people are going to walk in with, and we're going to be able to go through a vision category of it. Like, what do you really want in your life? Not just like how much money do you want to make or how many customers do you want to get, but what is the life that you want to live? What is the marriage that you want to have? What are the relationships that you want to create and that you want to nurture and that you want to sustain? What does the body look like that you want to have? Now let's reverse engineer in all five of those power pillars, how we get to those things. And so when people leave the CEO of your life summit, they'll leave very clear on what it is that they want, very clear on how to get it, and some encouragement and some support by people who only want to see them win in life. Um, And so I just wanted to make sure that I made that really clear uh, that this is not just business, but the way that we construct this is it works really, really well for people in leadership positions, um, people that want to learn more about mindset, discipline of peak performance. That's what you're going to learn in the CEO of your life. So thanks well, for letting you, me share that, Patty. Oh, my pleasure. I mean, I was just going to say you 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 were a great teammate when you were with the Giants. I'm sure you were a great teammate at, at the Jets and at the Saints. And it sounds like you're going to be a really super teammate to have as as these entrepreneurs, you know, try and launch their business and get on the road to success. And you probably have heard this before from other people, but let me also add my congratulations on the uh, empire that you've built. Yeah, thank you, Patty. God is good. And I've had incredible mentors. If I would attribute it to anything, Patty, it's I'm freaking coachable. You know, like when I was with the Giants, I learned how to do it the Giants way. And so when I left the Giants, there were leadership principles and things that I learned from from Tom Coughlin and from Tom Quinn and from teammates that I had that I took with me. Um, And then when I got into entrepreneurship, I got a business coach. And I said, like, what's my playbook? How do I launch a business? Okay, now that I've launched a business, how do I get it to go to seven figures? Okay, now now that I've gotten it to go to seven figures, how do I put somebody into management position so I can walk away from it or sell it and go create another business or go be with my family? I didn't know how to do any of those things. I could punt a football really far. I could put it out of bounds at the two-yard line in the Super Bowl, but I didn't know any of those things, but I wanted to learn those things. And so I invested into a coach. And so that's what this event is. This is an opportunity for people to invest in themselves, invest $97 um, for two days of, of mentorship and coaching with people that just want to see you win in, in the five power pillars that matter most, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, and spiritually. Like if you're not physically fit in those five areas, you can never truly be successful. You know, I don't know how many people I know that have made tons and tons of money, but at the end of their life, all they want is their health. Like I don't want anybody to be that way. There's no reason why you can't take territory 
in all of the areas of your life at the same time. But if you don't have a blueprint and you don't have a playbook to do that, it's really, really difficult. Yes, it is. And Steve, give everybody that number again if they want more information so they have it. Yes, thank you. It's 949-763-5934. So text me if you want information on the CEO of your life event, just text me CEO. But if you just want me to to send you some inspiration and some motivation three or four times per morning, just text me. I'll put you on my list. And every single morning at about 7 a.m., I send out a little bit of inspiration to get you up and going in your day. But uh, Patty, I sure appreciate you having me on here today. And I appreciate your time today. It was a blast catching up. Thank you for sharing your memories and and uh, about the business. And, and I wish you all the best with that. And again, congratulations on Kingston Craft, right? Is that the name of the baby? That, that, that's the name of the baby. Although I don't know if we can call him a baby. He sounds like a little man based on what you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But that's awesome. That really is awesome. And, and you know, God bless your family. You, you know, six wonderful kids, a beautiful wife who I had the pleasure of chatting with while you guys were here. And please give them all my best and tell them I miss them. I sure will. Thank you, Patty. Thank you for, for all your love over these years and support and encouragement, kind words. And to all the Giants fans out there listening right now, Man, thank you guys for loving football. Thank you for loving the New York football giants. Uh, Like, think about it, Patty. If people didn't care so much about this sport, they definitely wouldn't care about me. So I'm thankful for the people that care about what I was good at. And, uh, man, what a wild ride it was. I can't wait to see everybody when I get back into town in New Jersey soon. Patty, thank you. I love you, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Again, thank you, Steve Weatherford and Giant fans. That's going to do it for this edition of the Locked on Giants podcast. I want to thank Steve Weatherford for the time today. Great catching up with him. I want to thank you guys, as always, for tuning in and listening. Don't forget, we are on a summer schedule right now on the Locked on Giants podcast. So our next show will be coming to you on Wednesday. And I'm going to share with you some audio from a, a interview I did with one of the current players for an article that I'm writing for Giant Country. So you hopefully will want to check that out as well. Before we go, folks, don't forget, check out the Locked On Today podcast, um, all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with host Peter Bukowski. And uh, just follow the Locked On Today podcast. It's available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, folks, we will talk to you again on Wednesday. Have a great start to your week.